Hello and welcome to the Marvel Studios News Podcast. My name is Sean Gerber. This is episode 123 of the show. It's going to be a very brief episode of the podcast because this is going to be my non-spoiler audio review for Avengers Endgame. I apologize in advance if this is a little repetitive for those of you who maybe saw my non-spoiler video review on the Superhero News YouTube channel, but I know that not everybody sees that, and I also know that some people would just prefer to have the review in audio format. So that's what this is for. I'm not going to get into any more detail here than I got into on the Superhero News video review. And this, as I said, it's a non-spoiler review, and I really mean non-spoiler. This is as non-spoiler as I get. I think I do a pretty good job in my non-spoiler reviews of not spoiling any of the movies or any specific details of the movies, but uh, this is going to be uh, a version of a non-spoiler review in which I exercise an abundance of caution, perhaps an overabundance of caution, but I really just don't want to spoil anyone's experience, but I know that some of you are going to want to know my initial thoughts after having seen the film, and so that's what I'm going to share. It's going to be really more focused on how I feel about Avengers Endgame, not so much uh, about any themes. I'm not even going to be talking about the themes of the movie in any vague sense, any of the messages that I feel are, are at play here, any of the the metaphors or the subtext or any of those things. I'm not going to get into it even in very vague terms, and obviously I won't be spoiling any surprises or major plot points or even minor plot points or anything like that. Uh, I'm not going to get into those kinds of details. Those kinds of details will be in our spoiler review. But before I go any further with the non-spoiler thoughts, just want to say thank you very much to Zach Alston, Larry Beck, and James Stone. They are the latest members of the Marvel Studios News Patreon, which means they have access to content that is not available anywhere else, including Patreon credit scenes where we talk about additional topics besides the main episodes that we do. Those are available for just a dollar a month. That also comes with early access to the podcast. This particular episode is actually going up at the same time on the main feed as well as the Patreon feed, and that's just by the nature of how little time there is between when I could do this review and when everybody's going to see the movie anyway uh, because of how late this whole process was of screening the film and the embargo and all of those kinds of things. So I'm making an exception for this episode, but generally speaking, and this will include our spoiler review for Avengers Endgame, you will get access to the podcast 24 hours early if you are on the Patreon. And we also have other tiers that provide access to other exclusives like multiple Q&A shows, a daily news show that runs Monday through Friday that I host. We also do monthly episodes talking about comics, other bonus episodes, and we have our Patreon-exclusive Discord community where we've all just been having such a blast, such a great time uh, improving one another's experience, enhancing one another's experience as we've been looking forward to Avengers Endgame and everything else coming our way in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you can find all of that information over at patreon.com slash News, And the exclusive content also comes with its own private RSS link when you're a member of our Patreon. So that way you can subscribe via RSS in a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts and get the main show and the exclusives all in one feed. You don't have to track things down in multiple places. So again, all of that information is available at patreon.com slash News. Now, getting back to my non-spoiler thoughts on Avengers Endgame, as I said before, perhaps an overabundance of caution being used by me here on this non-spoiler review. I think most of the reviews that I have seen have done a pretty good job, but I feel like I want to say even less than maybe anybody else is saying 
about the movie because I really get it. I, I get after I mean I I got it before seeing the movie, but I understand it even more after seeing the movie, why directors Joe and Anthony Russo, why producer and Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige, why they were so protective of this film. Because there are so many things going on, and there are so many secrets that I think were worth keeping, moments that I think were, keep, were worth preserving, so that that way audiences could really experience this film in as fresh of a way as they possibly could. So I think they did a, a tremendous job of it, but I really understand why they wanted to say as little as they could and show as little as they could from the movie in uh, in the marketing. So I want to try and honor that, and that's part of why I'm not really getting into details here. So I'm going to focus, as I said, more on just the emotion in a general sense, the feeling that I had watching Avengers Endgame or the many feelings that I had watching Avengers Endgame. So to be very clear up front, five minutes into the show, I loved Avengers Endgame. You might have seen my social media reactions on Twitter, but I loved this movie. I loved it the first time I saw it on Monday night, and that was when I shared my social media reactions, but I loved it even more the second time that I saw the movie. There is so much to love in this movie, and I would have to say that I think, I mean, I know you can't please everybody. It just doesn't happen, but... I feel like the vast majority of MCU fans and general audiences, casual MCU fans, diehard MCU fans, I feel like most people are really going to enjoy the hell out of this movie. I think they are going to love Avengers Endgame just like I did, and that's not just me saying I think everybody's going to agree with me, but there's a lot to love in Avengers Endgame. It's hard not to love this movie, I think, so... And I think we're we're seeing that, by the way, in the early reviews of Avengers Endgame and how well it's doing on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So, I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm off in my guess here of how audiences are going to feel about this film. It really is extraordinary what they have been able to accomplish. I feel kind of like this with Endgame as I felt in Infinity War, but for different reasons that we can get into on the spoiler shows when we, when we finally start talking about the details of this film. But... Infinity War, Endgame, these are the kinds of movies that shouldn't really work. By the you know traditional sense of what works in movies and what you can actually achieve and pull off. And I guess these are just the latest examples of the MCU across the board, right? But I think Infinity War and Endgame might be the two biggest examples of things that just shouldn't work because there's too much to do in these movies and yet, they are able to pull it off. And so I remember with uh, Infinity War going into that movie thinking, the only reason I believe that they're going to be able to pull this off is because of who's making this movie. And it was the same thing for Endgame, but that confidence was rewarded because the they did it. They pulled it off, and they did it incredibly well. They didn't just pull it off. They actually delivered something fantastic, extraordinary, phenomenal with Avengers Endgame. I talked on the uh, the Patreon credit scene. I talked about, uh, for episode 122, where we wrapped up our In the Endgame series with Thanos, I did a Patreon credit scene where I talked about my most anticipated movies of all time and some of the times I've had the highest expectations for a movie. And there really isn't a film that I've anticipated more than Avengers Endgame, and there certainly isn't a film that I've had higher expectations for than Avengers Endgame. And so sometimes when that happens, you think you're setting yourself up for failure because you're expecting too much. Your expectations are beyond what a movie is capable of doing for you, and yet 
that's not what happened with Avengers Endgame. It uh, it didn't. I didn't set Endgame up for failure. Uh, it met my expectations and then absolutely exceeded them. Uh, and it's it's crazy to think that that can happen with something like this because when your expectations are so impossibly high, you think you can't that something can't meet it. But uh, Avengers Endgame does even better than meeting my my very lofty stratospheric expectations, as I've said. And it's just crazy to think that they were able to do what they were able to do with this film. And the way they were able to do it, without getting any, getting into uh, any specifics here, the emotional experience that is Avengers Endgame is unlike anything else I've ever felt watching a movie. My emotions, my heartstrings, they were just being pulled in so many different directions at so many different times in the movie that you would almost think it's this chaotic experience when I describe it that way, but it's not. It all makes sense and it all fits, uh, and all of those emotions feel very natural as you're going through the paces of this story. So it all just works perfectly. It's incredible how they were able to put this together and how they were able to maximize the emotional impact of each and every moment in this film. It was just, it's crazy the way that this movie, uh, the way it felt watching this movie, because it felt like so many different things all at once. And then, you know, emotions shifting uh, from moment to moment. And it didn't feel chaotic, though. It it all felt very natural, very organic in the way that, uh, in the way that it all comes across as it transitions from one moment to another. I mean, the Russo brothers... They've proven themselves to be, I mean, Marvel Studios has been great at this all along, but the Russo brothers in particular have been really great in terms of how they manage and shift tone throughout a movie. And Avengers Endgame might be the best example of how they've done that up until this point. And there's not too much more I really want to say about the experience of watching Avengers Endgame, but something else that, or a few other things I want to touch on are the ideas of this movie living up to what's been promised to us as fans. And I think Endgame lives up to the promises that we've been told over the last few years. I mean, it is absolutely the culmination of the 22-chapter Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think Joe Russo, I think Kevin Feige has also said this as well. They talked about this being like the first book of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this being the 22nd chapter and final chapter. I know Far From Home is the end of Phase 3, but that's I think that's more epilogue. This is the real, true, final chapter of, uh, of this, uh, in the Infinity Saga, whatever you want to call it. And so it is a culmination. It does feel like the ending of a story arc, absolutely. It lives up to that 100%, and it does so in grand epic fashion on a scale that you just you're not going to believe it until you see it and even after you see it you still may not believe it because even I was having a hard time believing what I just saw as I was walking out of the premiere so there is all of that in Avengers Endgame and then another promise that has been fulfilled is Kevin Feige talked a year and a half ago in an interview with Vanity Fair, they did that. Uh, they did the four covers and they did the photo shoot and all those all of those things. And I remember one of the things that stood out to me in those interviews and all those articles was a quote from Kevin Feige. And I'm just paraphrasing it here. I'm not quoting it directly, but he said that there would be the MCU uh, before or up until Avengers Four because we didn't know it was Endgame a year and a half ago, and then the MCU after 
Avengers 4 because there would be major ramifications that would forever change the MCU as a result of Avengers 4. And Endgame lives up to that promise. It fulfills that promise. There's no doubt about it. The MCU is a different place coming out of Avengers Endgame. I just, there's no question about that in my mind. You absolutely are. I certainly had that feeling coming out of Avengers Endgame. And then another big promise here is the movie having a different title. Remember when this was announced at El Capitan Theater four and a half years ago, and I'm really glad I was there. I was fortunate to be there that day when Kevin Feige announced the Phase 3 slate, and they originally announced that this was going to be Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Avengers Infinity War Part 2. And then the Russos were hired, and then they mentioned, I think it was during Civil War Press or something like that. It might have been before that, actually, but they talked about how uh, Avengers Infinity War Part 2 wasn't Infinity War Part 2 anymore, that the movies were going to have two different titles. We still got Infinity War for the first film, but the second film was going to be named something else. And they said that was because these are different movies. And some of us, I think, and myself included, sometimes I kind of brushed that off a bit and said, well, I mean, yeah, they're two different movies, but they're still going to be, I mean, one's going to be picking up right off of the events of the other and those kinds of things. So I wasn't really, maybe I wasn't giving them enough credit initially, although I started to feel more like these were different movies as we started to see more of the marketing for the films and everything. But I can say after seeing Avengers Endgame, no doubt about it, they were right. Uh, the title change makes sense because these are two very different movies, Infinity War and Endgame. Obviously, Endgame picks up on plot threads from Infinity War, and the two films work in tandem, just as a lot of films work together in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but also like other films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. These are two very distinct stories, two very unique stories. They are separate from one another in terms of how they look, how they feel, tone, pacing, and point of view. There are so many differences between these two movies. It absolutely makes sense for them to have different titles. They are, they are each their own unique experience, even if they can work in tandem with one another. So I, I definitely think Avengers Endgame lives up to the idea that it's not Infinity War Part 2. In fact, that's probably the, the right mindset to go into this movie, is to go in thinking that this is not Avengers Infinity War Part 2, because it's not. One last thing that I want to touch on here before I wrap up this podcast, where I spend so much time not saying anything about Avengers Endgame, is the, the runtime of three hours and one minute. In the same way, well, actually not in the same way, but in the same result anyway, that Infinity War never really felt like two and a half hours, Endgame did not feel like three hours. I don't feel like I've spent six hours and two minutes watching this movie twice over the past couple of days. It doesn't feel like that at all. I was so engaged in each and every moment in this story that I was no longer able to really perceive or didn't care to perceive the passage of time as I was watching the film. It just breezes by uh, because, again, I'm so engaged. I, I, breezes is maybe not the right word because it makes it seem like all of this stuff is just so light, but it's not. It's it's heavy stuff, but you're just uh, I was so engaged with it, so invested that and so impacted by everything that was happening that I just wasn't able to, wasn't even aware 
of how much time was going by as I was watching the film. So it does kind of feel like it goes by in the blink of an eye uh, once it's over. But as you're seeing it, you certainly feel the weight of everything uh, of everything that's happening in the story. So it's a similar result to Infinity War in that respect, but as I said, not really the same way because these films are paced very differently, but yet even with those different approaches to pacing, each film is ultimately very effective in keeping you so interested in the story that you're not feeling the runtime because that's what it comes down to, and that's what I always say whenever runtime comes up and becomes news for these films is that it doesn't really matter how long the movie is. What always matters is how long the movie feels because I've seen 90 minute movies that feel longer to me than Avengers Endgame because I'm not enjoying the experience. I'm not invested in what's happening. I'm not engaged with the story that's happening before me on screen. Uh, But that obviously is not the case with Avengers Endgame. It's a three hour movie, but it certainly doesn't feel like a three-hour movie. It's just amazing. It's just an amazing story that you're watching unfold before your very eyes. So that's really all I want to say about Avengers Endgame. I, I absolutely love this movie. I wasn't sure, you know, how all everything was going to work with embargoes and everything when Paul and I uh, recorded that Thanos episode. So I, I acted as if maybe that would be the last time we had a chance to speak with all of you, and and maybe it was because there's probably a lot of people who just skipped the non-spoiler review for Endgame. And if so, my feelings are not going to be hurt by that because I understand why some people just don't want to see, hear, or read any reviews from Avengers Endgame before I see the film, and it's a perfectly valid approach. But if you are hearing this, thank you so much for being with us along this journey. Hopefully we've done at least a little something to enhance your own experience of looking forward to Avengers Endgame. And I will just give a bit of advice as you're on your final approach to seeing this film Uh, I've been sharing this on the Patreon, but I'll also just reiterate it here that when you have a movie like this that you've been looking forward to for so long and you have so many expectations and so many thoughts on what could happen, you've got your own theories, you've got other theories from other people that you like, and so you're hoping that certain things can happen in the movie and all all of these different kinds of things that can go into it, I would just say don't focus so much on that. Just focus on enjoying your final steps towards seeing this movie enjoy driving to the theater, getting your seat, and just getting ready to watch Avengers Endgame. And then take a moment for yourself. Uh, And I do this. I did this at the premiere on Monday night, and I do this for every major release like this uh, that I've been anticipating so much and have so many expectations for, to just kind of let all of your assumptions and preconceived notions about what this movie is going to be and what's going to happen, all the fan theory, speculation, all that, just let that kind of fade away in your mind and get ready to just watch the movie for what it is. Watch the story that you are about to see because you really don't know much about this story. I mean, I don't know how many spoilers that any of you have or haven't read about the film, but I think most people don't really know what's going to happen in this movie. So it's, I think it's, you're going to have a better experience watching this movie if you are trying to see it for what it is as opposed to what you thought it was going to be. doesn't mean you can't still evaluate it, but I think part of evaluating it is, again, seeing it on its own terms. But regardless of your approach to seeing Avengers Endgame, I am pretty confident that most, if not all of you, 
are absolutely going to love this movie just like I did. And now all I want to do is be able to talk about it in detail, which I will do on our spoiler review. So that's going to be our spoiler review, episode 124 of the podcast. I thought it might be episode 123, but here's this non-spoiler review to take up that space. So episode 124 of the podcast, our next episode is going to be our Avengers Endgame spoiler review, and it will be available 24 hours in advance on our Patreon, and then it will hit the rest of the internet. So for more information on that and all of our exclusives, please visit patreon.com slash News. And then make sure you keep up with us everywhere else. The website, marvelstudiosnews.com, Facebook and Instagram, at Marvel Studios News, and on Twitter, at Marvel Newscast. And if you want to keep up with me, you can do that on Twitter and Instagram, at Mr. Sean Gerber, where I shared some photos from the premiere, and that's Sean spelled S-E-A-N. So for Marvel Studios News, I'm Sean. Enjoy the endgame. game.